This episode was brought to you by Autograph Events, our sponsor. Thank you for tuning in to The Crowley Files. I'm Craig Bryson. And I'm Jodie Mears. And, and together, together, we, we are, are The Crowley Files. In this episode, we are going to talk about what are the typical tasks of an administrative assistant. Without you, there is no Episode two, Craig. Here yeah. we go again. Yeah. What are the typical tasks of an administrative assistant? Do, uh, do you know what? They've changed. Or they've just been so ancient and they've just been copied and paced, copied and paced. Maybe. I mean, this is uh, another burning listener question yes, that just definitely. keeps on coming up all the time. So that's why we're covering this as an episode. As well as newbies coming into the role, they want to know, what is it? Again, it relates to season one. What do administrative <laughs> assistants do? What do you do? But with this episode, we're going to go more into the tasks yes. of the administrative assistant and maybe stretch it a little bit yeah. further and see where you can then go with it. So we're talking about the typical tasks and how to add value. Um, what does that mean exactly? And how do you apply that statement of adding value to your role? And it's a real interesting question. Um, you want to talk about the tasks. What are your typical well, tasks. the tasks when you join the company, sometimes it's not what you've read on the application no. for the job. It's totally different. I'm actually doing more or it's actually just a sort of generic copy paste from years ago. And diary management and sort of expenses and those all. That's the, very standard. It's standard. A typical task. Okay, we can keep it high level. But again, this puts too much of a generalization of what we do, in my opinion. They are typical tasks, but there's so much organization, thought and skill around those tasks. Definitely. That's where it becomes a little bit more in-depth of understanding what those typical tasks are. I think we're getting away from the typical tasks on a job description, they are essential. But if you're applying for a role as an administrative assistant, EAPA, even VA, these typical tasks should be Standard. second nature. Yeah. I remember years ago, you, you'll have your CV on advanced at Excel, then advanced at PowerPoints and sort of intermediate with Word. And then they'll go, oh, let's hire him because we need people yeah. to sort of do all that. Now, they don't even look at that because no. that should be sort of automatically Automatically, known. you should know that. Exactly. And I don't like this word soft skills. Yeah. <laughs> a skill is a skill. First yeah. of all, why does it have to be soft or a hard skill? It's just weird for it me. Yeah. You shouldn't say, well, a soft skill should be this. No, your skills should be Word, Excel, PowerPoint. You should be proficient at Outlook, Outlook. or Google, Google Mail. Mail. Yeah. Standard. Standard. If you're applying. I mean, it's different when you're just coming into the role from school either or college age, yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, you're going to grow with the role. You're going to pick up those natural traits as you go along. Um, but typical tasks, yes, we can generalize. We do inbox management. What does that mean? It means having the trust given to you. By your exec. Yeah, pretty much. I know trust is earned, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much open straight away. Straight away, yeah. To have full access to your executive's inbox 
sent items inbox out Diary, the whole yeah. So dealing with sensitive information, again, that is a very typical task and how to handle sensitive information. Yeah. I that's think a skill in itself. It is. You have to understand the question, know where the question that emails come from. Is it a client? Then break it down in your mind. I know this is really highly important. CEO, you know, it's, it's, you need a skill for that. You can't just say delete, yeah. delete. Okay, I'll file that one. You need to sort of, yeah, yeah. maybe sit with your boss. Go, what is important to you? Get me to know your clients that I can actually make sure. Initially, everything's going to look important. Oh, definitely. <laughs> because of the nature of the inbox that it belongs definitely. to. You know, it belongs to an executive. You're going to think that everything seems to be really important. So having that natural character skill yeah. of understanding, you know, I've seen this before. This means this. This means that. This means it needs action. This means not everything needs a reply as well. So inbox management to some people outside of the profession just sounds a bit basic, but yeah, yeah. there's so much to it. There is. And that's just the inbox. Yeah. Diaries as well, because uh, sometimes you have six partners or execs and you know three different time zones. Uh, oh, there time is, zones. Oh, I hate time zones. <laughs> <laughs> and there's BST, which could be in America. Summer but, time, but, oh, Eastern yeah, Daylight CBT. Time. CBT. Oh, yeah, Get used to those acronyms as well as, you know, one of your typical tasks is also <laughs> world clock. Yes. Connoisseur. America's behind <laughs> us, you know, Asia's in front of us, oh, wherever yeah. you are in the country. That's one of my top tips, actually, is really get to grips on time, time zones. And what a typical meeting would look like when I have to juggle sometimes yeah. up to four time zones. Yeah. And having that ability to say, do you know what? This is not going to work. We're going to have to split this in two or we're going to have to record some of it. On Outlook, there are features that you can actually add on your sidebar. Oh, yes, I've got those. CET, America. I always use those because you can see straight away. Yeah. And it makes you you look important when your boss goes, how do you know? (laughs) Because you just look at your calendar and you just see exactly where it's lined up and goes, oh, you're really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) getting to grips on your technology, relating that back. I, I use World Time Buddy. Me too. Um, I love it. Yeah, and I like the screenshots. bar of, yeah, you know, yeah. it's really good uh, visual prompt of where the time zones are. But typical tasks. So that's just like we're talking diary, calendar, but then we're usually responsible for putting through expenses. Yeah. So again, with that, it's not just a case of getting a receipt, doing something with it and yeah. hope it gets paid. <laughs> yeah. We're responsible well, usually. Uploading it. Also, and travel, it also coincides. It does. Hotels and flights also come But there's a hell of a lot of check-in. Oh, definitely. Validating. <laughs> have you put in the right information? The right date. Reduce the bounce backs from yeah. accounts. This isn't correct. You know? yeah. yeah. Attention to detail, yeah. double check-in. And if you approve expenses like I do for your executive's team, being fully adverse and aware of the company, Policies, policies is yeah. really important so that you're not just clicking approve willy-nilly yeah. and you know potentially getting yourself in trouble. <laughs> it's always good to show that you're on top of things and you understand company protocols and policies by so, saying, are you okay with this? Yeah. You know, I've just noticed this, this and this and I just want to double check something. So it's been uh, organized and efficient. Yeah. Yeah. So that is another typical task that is quite in depth. Yeah. Attending meetings, I think we're we're getting away from, you know, oh, you, you type up notes, although for some that is still a thing. I, it is I, for me. I don't think an EO, well, it depends on what the meeting is, but if you had to attend every meeting your boss did, 
when are you going to do your emails and do your sort of, you know, setting up meetings and you know, correspondences? Because if you're in the meeting all the time, it's just so difficult for an EA. Because by the time you finish at five, you still have to go back and do all your emails. Yeah. Well, that's when your time and productivity saving time apps. management comes in. <laughs> time management, definitely. Yeah. I mean, somehow I get it all done. I can attend those meetings and get everything else done. I like attending internal meetings. It really gives me a first hand and a front seat view yeah, of yeah. what's happening direct from the powers that be, the management. And then I can often type them up myself anyway to give me an understanding and bullet point them to yeah. help me with my learning and development internally to understand where we are. And that coincides with understanding what drives the business, what your executive's priorities are so that you can align yourself with, again, with that with buzzword them. of a strategic <laughs> PAEA. Yeah. Being strategic means being responsive, yeah. yeah. Having the initiative to do something outside of these typical administrative tasks. Another typical task, I don't like the word typical now. No. Because it's not It's typical. not typical, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the norm. It's the norm. <laughs> They're generalizations, but anticipating needs, being a good communicator, being that team player, um, yeah. being that go-to person is a characteristic of a good administrator that encapsulates every task that you do But you, we, we discussed this in the first season about transferable skills. Yes. So we would get that information or where we've come from. Mm. So, yeah. And if you struggle with that, I think maybe do some personal time to try and work on that for time management yeah yeah I think, yeah. yeah that's the sometimes thing. you just need that reset button yeah and put things into perspective when time and what my time management how i work and your time management that you work yeah won't probably won't work the same we're not probably the same at all no. we just work differently don't we so your no. time management you'll do it that way i'll do it this way doesn't mean that they're both wrong or both right they just work exactly. well with for me so you need to find out who yeah. or what you want so if you manage a team of PAs and EAs, admins, I wouldn't necessarily try and teach everyone the same to say, this is how we need to be doing things. This is the internal process, because I think we've got to be mindful with internal processes on how, where, what, and why versus actual internal processes. Yeah. We've got to be mindful of different people's learning styles. And how quickly they can learn. And digesting information. Yeah. Because you might find that you think that person is just a bit slow. They don't produce enough output. They're not doing what I've said. But is it that? Or is it because they have a different learning style and a way of doing things that you haven't actually adopted yourself? Yeah. So you're trying to teach someone a time-saving efficiency around a task. They're not doing it how you do it, so you view that as a negative. Negative, yes. But why don't you ask them, well, how do you prefer to do it then? Yeah. Let me learn something. It's the communication. We need to, you know, your boss needs to communicate to you and say, this is how I want it. Or your team. Or your team. Yeah. The Crowdy Files is brought to you by Autograph Events, our show sponsors. Autograph Events are the experts in providing a complete event management solution. From free global venue finding through to full on-site event management, executive away days, team building and off-site meetings, they can help us plan it all. 
they offer that extra pair of hands, a bit like the assistant's assistant. The best part is they understand how we like to work. They understand our role. So for more information, email events at autograph-events.co.uk quoting Crody Files 2023 to find out how they can help you plan your next event and for your personal reward. Terms and conditions apply. Please see our website, craigandjody.com. So another task that I'm sure you definitely have, um, <laughs> arranging internal and external meetings, events. events. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, a whole. Yeah. yeah, you're going to say that's a whole different thing. <laughs> and I think when you do your first one, it's like nerve-wracking. But then after you've done 10 or 12 or 30, it's like, oh, I'm just going to bring up that template that I used last time that I yeah. worked efficiently. I'll just quickly just go through all that. Yeah, experience definitely plays it's a big different. part. But you can't control everything. When you say, oh, I plan events, I'm at meetings, again, we don't do that task any justice at all in <laughs> terms of what that actually means, entails, and takes to pull that off. There's a hell of a lot of considerate planning going on in the background to even get those employees or the management group to an offsite. It's a really underrated task, it isn't is. it? I mean, we were doing that for our celebration party from season one, and it was a lot. <laughs> it was, it was a lot. lot. Once you start <laughs> listing what you need, what you, by when, timeline, working backwards, working forwards, who needs to be there, uh, yeah. costs. Yeah. Oh, it just it, goes on and on It's and a project. On. So, it is a project. Yeah, I would view all event planning, and I think we've covered this before as well, what is an event? I class anything over a meeting of three people as an event. Yes. Definitely. It's a small event, but it needs and requires the same amount of thought and planning to detail as a as Christmas well. party does, in my opinion, because yeah. you need to think about where, when, how, how much, what's the budget, you Who? Know, <laughs> what do you need? Yeah, you still need to think of those things, but just condense down into a much more smaller yeah. um, output. So, yeah, um, project management. Yeah, that's another task we always get to do. Yeah. Uh, so we are low-key project managers. We are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've done introduction courses to project management. Oh, I well, know assistants that have actually gone on their Prince 2, which is a big course, actual construction-based project management. It is very construction-centric. So what you take away from those project management courses needs to be diluted into what you do on a daily basis yeah but i've been on courses project management for executive assistants and that is really helpful it helps you think about how you can stay organized and then if we bring in time saving and productivity efficiency apps have you got any tips for managing projects yeah so in the company i work with we have currently have like 20 something 20 plus projects or assignments and different clients different sort of setup I've used OneNote, which is great because you can have different sections and then add the client's name with the different projects. So sometimes you have five projects with one client. So you can actually put the his names, the client's names, and the candidates are on, on that process. But then when you go on holiday, instead of you writing out a whole email of your handover notes, I can actually share that OneNote mm. with an EA that's covering me. 
she just opens up and everything I've been working on is all there with all the information. So that's very helpful in times. So would you really... summarize that as a bit of an online notebook? Yes, as the definitely. title suggests. Yeah. So it is yeah. like a notebook. I view But you can attach bit, files and images yes. and anything. You can just put anything in there. Uh, and that's just one. I mean, we, we personally love Trello. Yeah, Trello's. Yeah, yeah that's I, great. I'm really liking that where everything is in one space. You can upload supporting documents, emails, visuals. You can tag, send tasks around. So there are, again, lots of tech-related applications. Course. Yeah, for time uh, management. For, yeah, For project management. Project management, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. For managing those internal and external Another one is uh, SharePoint because you can create a website which is in, you know in, internal, but then at the bottom you have all the folders and the files, and people can go right into one place, know where it's all stored, and that's very quick and easy if you know how to set up. If you know how, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> if it interests you and you do have these sort of projects bubbling away, and you're still, I mean, not everyone works for a, a big corporate, yeah, but maybe yeah. a much smaller company or a um, publicly funded company where they might not necessarily have the tech. But the game changer for me was moving away from Excel and emails. Yeah. I yeah. didn't realize how stressful it was keeping yeah. a tab on yeah. everything that was going on yeah. relating to that. I'm going to call it a project, but what I mean by that, that can mean anything. It could be an event that's a project in itself. It, it could be a, a project that's loosely associated with your executive or your bosses um, and onboarding program is also a project as well yeah yeah and your, your boss's priorities it might be something to do with what they need to produce so you need to build that information there are a lot of apps add-ons that you can tap into yeah. really learn just yeah. learn it learn it before you need it yes so then you can bring it to the forefront of your mind and say oh Huh. I wonder if this would be a good time to use Trello. Yeah, or a good time to use one day. So the typical tasks of the role, which are very generic, but why do they keep popping up still on job descriptions in this day and age? Because I don't know about you, I've actually been asked to write my own job oh, really? dis- <laughs> yeah, description. How did that go? Mm. Well, twice actually. Once when I was fully into the role, like years into the role, I had to rewrite my own job description, which is nice to be asked actually. Yeah. But then you think, why do you not know what I do? (laughs) (laughs) Why am I? It'd be really nice if someone else wrote my own job description. And then the second time, I'd literally just started the role and was given such a basic Google formatted, if it felt like. (laughs) <laughs> um, job description I had to then pad it out pretty much on day one which didn't feel nice it just felt like I just wasn't last minute thought yeah like yeah. an afterthought of oh just write down what you're going to do because we need it for the process yeah. I know I need an EA but I don't really understand what you're going to do so you write down what you're going to do and then I can measure it <laughs> measure what you're doing against what you said you're going to be doing I mean some companies out there but some of them use an old sort of 20-year-old sort of job descriptions and they just use it and use it and use it. And, you know, by the time you get the job, you find out that this is not in my job description. No. <laughs> I keep saying that to myself. It's not my job description. How do Adding you add value. value? Yeah, and being strategic. For me, I still think it all comes down to taking initiatives yes. and adding those first steps to every thought. You learn a lot, you absorb a lot. 
um, conversations, you might view panel discussions, you might attend webinars, networking. networking. But what are you actually taking away that you can implement to your role tomorrow? Yeah. And if you're not, what is the cost of inaction? Yeah. We know what the outcome is to action in. Yeah. Because you're going to be viewed in a different light. You're going to add value to your role. Add value. You're going to have a great performance review, potentially a pay rise, potentially a promotion. Yeah. But if you're constantly absorbing information and not doing anything with it, what's the cost of inaction? Yeah. That's a uh, thought. Waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> vicious circles. It is, vicious circles. And also, I think stress and a lot of anxiety mm. if you're not putting that to practice. Because um, you always need to anticipate the needs of your managers and teams. Definitely. And you always have to be two steps ahead because you know they're going to say, we need this. It's like, done, done, I've already done. thought of that. <laughs> Already thought of that. Yeah. Be organized. It's in the back pocket, isn't it, it is. Already. I'm going to do this just in case this doesn't, I can put that in, in front of them. And have that back pocket answer ready in your yeah. communication. There's nothing worse than being a good communicator. I always have excuses. I, yeah, you need to be, yeah. no excuses. You just say, unfortunately, this is can't happen, but I've managed to figure out this will be able to be a better option for us to do. So come with um, suggestions, mm-hmm. not excuses. Definitely. That's such a good tip. And that also comes full circle to our typical tasks of um, emails, writing. Writing. How do you structure your emails to prevent a lot of back and forth? Oh, yes. I, I just, I think we should also do an episode on etiquette. I mean, as EAs, sometimes we're working together, but Sometimes they don't even look at the other people's calendars before they ask. Why don't you look at the calendars and see the gaps? Even though it says busy, 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 see the gaps. And they go, I've had a look at the internal calendars and I can find this option and this option, and this option. And so, well, thank you for looking. I, yes, I can confirm all those options. And that was like two emails. You sent me one, yeah. I replied, that's it. No, I mean, what day can you do on Tuesday? And then you go, yes, I can do it on Tuesday. Then you go back, oh, what time <laughs> oh, on gosh. Tuesday? And then you're like, oh, and you're like, oh my Sounds gosh. Sounds like you need a... Yeah. A calendarly app or something. Yep. Understanding what that person needs before you send the email. Put all that information. It's UK because they always come back. Is, it, is this America or is it UK? Always all the information. What, what time zone what time you're referring zone? to. Yeah. Yeah. The best piece of advice I've had in recent months um, regarding emails and writing was view an email like you're sending a letter. Yes. So would you send me a letter with one sentence? No. No, you wouldn't, would you? No. no. If we go back to those times where sending a letter, receiving it, and those processes in between where it needs yeah. to be posted and everything else, it could pretty much take you know three days, four days. Write and structure your email like it's going by carrier pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want those bounce back questions all the time, which yeah. just waste so much time yeah. going back and forth. The one sentence emails irritate me a little bit. Sorry, guys, <laughs> because <laughs> I, I already know I've got questions. Well, when were you looking for? Yeah, and what time? And what? T- yeah, and the emails <laughs> become shorter and shorter. What? And like, no, you just call yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> just pick up the phone. Yeah. What do you want? What is it? <laughs> yeah, that I you're could. actually asking for. So I'm not saying write war and peace. No, no. In you know six seven paragraphs, but structure your communication 
like it is going to take days and you are already blitzing those bounce back questions by saying, in case you are wondering about time zones, blah, blah, blah. In case, case you were wondering about location, I'd considered going outside of London. Just to add, I've also attached the last recent communication we had on this subject six months Great. ago. Great, more information. As an attachment. That you can use to actually decipher what you need to yes. do. Yes. So you get more meaningful answers oh. when that email, it will bounce back. You can say, <laughs> but you can at least get the conversation. I forgot my wrong. wife's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so effective communication yes. is different from good communication. It is different. Being able to work independently. And as a part of a team, you know, you don't yeah. want to be micromanaged. I mean, that's, I know we talked about that in one of the other episodes, but when somebody's over your shoulder, where are you? You're on some teams, you need to be sort of That's like, not a good feeling. That isn't a good And it's usually that when you're being micromanaged as part of a team, that has, to me, some deeper meaning with the person initiating those thoughts yeah. to you. Maybe they've got a trust. Maybe they're not comfortable in what they're doing or confident they're doing, so they're making sure that no one around them is making mistakes to make yeah. them look bad yeah. that's a really awful feeling being micromanaged yeah. but what does it even mean being able to be a good team player that always comes up on job always <laughs> good team player but what you, are, you are a good team player but the other people aren't so oh, how does it work what there? are you playing <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> this is serious we're not playing anything <laughs> we're playing football we're playing we're working yes there is a goal but you know <laughs> Just get along nicely, I think, yes, would be a better word. I think it would be a better word, yeah. Yeah, if you could be in, working in an environment where it brings out your softness yes. rather than your anger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good team environment. That is a good team environment. And also go for a drink after work. After you've worked hard, you've worked together. That's also a nice feeling. It's really important to get to know people. Oh, definitely. Not too much. Not too much, not, no. You know. <laughs> <laughs> too much information. Next, we have a listener question. Although anonymous, she has a great question that is in our inbox all the time, isn't it, Craig? Yeah. Hi, Craig. How can I manage files and folders in a cloud-based system? What I'm doing at the moment is sort of old-fashioned, and I'd like something new and innovative. Any suggestions? To answer our listener question, we are absolutely delighted to have the Shelley Fisher, the MS Office Maestro, answering this question for us. Shelley is known as the MS Office Maestro. She's been a Microsoft trainer for over 20 years, delivering face-to-face -face training sessions, presenting at events and training people remotely with various online tools. Helping assistants keep up to date with Microsoft Office is her passion. Shelley does this via her virtual live training sessions, webinars, and her suite of self-paced courses, Essential Office for the Savvy Assistant. Shelley is a fellow of the Learning and Performance Institute and holds the COLF, Certified Online Learning Facilitator and CDOL, Certified Designer of Online Learning Qualifications from the LPI. First of all, thank you very much, Jody, for inviting me to contribute to this episode of The Quody Files. 
I'm really honored and just thank you. So I'm Shelley Fischel, I'm the MS Office Maestro and my speciality is Microsoft Office. I really love helping people get to grips with the software that they use on a day-to-day -day basis. And there is so much within the Microsoft 365 family of applications that people are just not yet using. You really would be surprised. From things like Microsoft Bookings, which can replace Calendly and other third-party booking applications, to Microsoft Loop, which I'll talk about in a moment, and also the new Microsoft Teams, which they announced today, October the 5th, as I record this, is just out of preview and now ready for general release. So let's start with Microsoft Teams. You're going to see a toggle button, if you haven't already, switch to the new Teams in the top left of your Microsoft Teams window. And you will see that straight away, it looks a little different. It's gonna be very gray and light and not your lovely purple. So rest assured, you can actually turn it back to look like the classic purple. But what you now have is a brand new version of Microsoft Teams, which is twice as fast as the Teams that you know and love. Now, Microsoft Teams has got a whole plethora of applications that you can use. It's not just a video and meeting application. It can do so much more. I work with a remote assistant. I work with a virtual assistant called Zeta. We run our whole working relationship through Teams. I live in Israel, Zeta's in Oxford, and the only time I get an email from Zeta now is A, if she's gonna be on holiday or she's off sick for any reason, and B, with her monthly invoice. Other than that, our whole business relationship is run through Teams. We use chat, we store files there, it's amazing. We have things like Microsoft Loop that I mentioned at the beginning, which is an online workspace but you can share the workspace, but not only that, you can create loop components. Loop components can be shared and worked on together in real time. So my advice to you would be, whenever you are faced with some brand new software, a new way of working, embrace it. Don't run away from it. Learn from others. Contact people like me or any of the other IT software trainers out there to help you get to grips with your software. So once again, Jodie, thank you so much for having me on the Crody Files. And I look forward to listening back to this sometime in the future. Well, that was absolutely amazing. I know I really, yeah, I've learned a lot just I, from one answer. And it's great. Great that you're able to contribute that and share that with our audience. There's so much coming out. So it's really good and it's needed to stay on top of all of these new ways of working so we can adapt them and boil them down into something relevant to our day-to-day -day role. So what are your top tips, Craig, on this um, episode? Be proactive and anticipate needs is my tip. I mean, you need to understand your boss and really get there. Another one is be adaptable and willing to learn new things. Sure, yes. I think it doesn't have to be work-related. It's just in your own personal time to, to build that knowledge and yeah. understanding. What are your tips? There's no such thing as typical. <laughs> That's true. Typical tasks. <laughs> Generalized tasks are a thing of the past. That kind of rhymes. But I, I really feel we are on that edge of tinkering into something Transition. Yeah, really me. big. Yeah. The strategic part of it. 
So there are no typical tasks. It really is different for everybody. And keep a track of what you do outside of your work environment. Yeah, and your job description. Yeah. Because you can then add to it and yeah. reevaluate it. And, and you can always add it to your end of year review, saying, this is additional to my job. I do this and this and this, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And have that chance to be able to say, my typical tasks are so far removed from the advertisements you've put out. Maybe I can help write job descriptions yeah, for the administrative staff in the future. Yeah. Because I can best understand <laughs> the role. The role. <laughs> Get an admin staff to do it. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out our website, craigandjody.com, or on any of our social media at The Crody Files. We look forward to receiving your high Crody messages and question emails. You are not alone. Keep sharing the knowledge. In our next episode, we shall be discussing Is it time to move on? The Administrative Assistance Guide to Job Searching. I'm Craig Bryson. And I'm Jodie Mears. And together, we, we are the Crodifiles. This episode was brought to you by Autograph Events, our sponsor. Without you, there is no tomorrow.